This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm George. And I'm Craig. And I'm Neil. And what we do each session is we question what was so funny, but we're going to ignore it and continue <laughs> because we read small town newspaper articles from small town newspapers somewhere across the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. So talented, no money. From those articles, we might take a character, a situation, maybe just a singular high school prom incident, and we try to make some stories around it. We're just trying to make big stories out of small town news. Where are we today, Keith? Um, probably a place with an unmentionable name, and I'm going to say it incorrectly, and then you're all going to laugh at me. Oh, They're no. all going to laugh can, at you. Nice. You can They're say this one. They're all going to laugh at you. You can say this one. You got this one. Okay, we're in Cary. <laughs> no, we are not. Oh, we're not? Oh, okay. No. We do have a picture of Carrie covered in blood and um, lamenting on how they're all going to laugh at her. Yeah. Um, we are in Texas. Um, we are with the Wind County Democrat. Nope. Nope, we're not. Well, that's the name of the paper. Nope, no, it's not. Wait, it's what? It's pronounced different. I think. I think. I think it's wood. Oh, I said wind. You did. <laughs> You're all gonna laugh. You're all gonna laugh. We didn't laugh. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand proudly on this moment. <laughs> Neil thought I wasn't gonna mess up the title, and I did. I think we should all laugh at Neil. <laughs> Foolish man, <laughs> thinking I know simple words. They're all going to laugh I, at you. I completely underestimated your powers. <laughs> Don't you ever do that again, Neil. <laughs> you give him credit where credit's due. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, God. We're in I, 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 Quit Man, Texas. What an interesting <laughs> way. That's the worst superhero ever. <laughs> I'm quit, man. <laughs> oh, this is hard. We need your help. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> Not today. Was that a psychic girl? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I am going to predict that this is the town where uh, Sissy Spacek was born. Uh, uh, I'm in on that. Or maybe like the town that. where Carrie had blood thrown on her. I don't no. think. No, she's Texas. She's Texas. Yeah, she's, yeah. yeah, she's Texas. She was the coal miner's daughter. But not really. Well, and that's West Virginia. Wait, what is this? She wasn't really a coal miner's daughter. We don't. It was know right that. after she graduated high school. After she burned it down. Okay, well, <laughs> who's the, oh, it, the, our, let's find out. Oh. You've made it. You've made it through another round of the fifty states. Yeah, what a tour. We are ending the second tour in Quitman, Texas, and no, the town's name is not a suggestion that any of us stop doing this podcast. Yeah. Located in northeast Texas, Quitman is the seat of Wood County, or Wind County, depending on how you pronounce it. Dallas, Texas is 90 miles to the west, and Shreveport, Louisiana is a little over 100 miles to the east. There are 1,800 residents in Quitman, and it is the hometown of Mary Elizabeth Sissy Spacek. Good call, Keith. Wow, she had so many names to choose from and and still chose to make one up. (laughs) (laughs) The town was founded in 1850, but not incorporated until 1941, just eight years before Sissy's birthday. Did you know that the casting sessions for Carrie and Star Wars happened at the same time? What? Yeah, they did like a mass. It was the same studio? Maybe both? No, well, I don't know. No, they were friends, George Lucas and Brian De Palma. And they were just kind of like, we'll just do casting together and we'll just pick and choose from everybody that shows up. So, like, what? Yeah, so like people would come in, like Sissy Spacek read for both Carrie and Princess Leia. Yeah, of course she did. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That would have been an interesting switch up. Well, who else was in there? John Travolta, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had... It was Han got, Solo? Yeah, it's Han Solo. <laughs> Lightspeed is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and Alec, Alec Guinness would be the, the punk who, who throws blood Alec on Guinness Carrie. as Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Carrie's mother. Yeah. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. Oh, And you showed up. You didn't know which one they gave you sides for. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know until they showed up. Here, put these cinnamon rolls on your head. No, 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 no. You go n- get naked and get in the shower. All right, all right. The blood's falling on you. What do you say? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Right. Okay, wrong room. Wrong room. Wrong room. I got a bad feeling about this. In 1882, the first lady of Texas was born in Minnanoa, a Wood County town about nine miles south of Quitman. At the time of her birth, her father was the state's attorney general. He later became governor of Texas. She was an American society leader, philanthropist, mental health advocate, patron and collector of the arts, and one of the most respected women in Texas during the 20th century. Have we said her name? 
Nope, it's oh, coming. Okay, cool. Oh, I thought we were talking about Sissy Spacek. I'm like, she's not that old. Wealthy, charitable, and powerful. She never married. And the poor woman's name, given to her at birth and carried for her entire long life, oh, bless her, was I'm a hog. <laughs> <laughs> her parents are assholes. Right, totally. Well, she could have changed her name to I'm a sissy hog. <laughs> <laughs> How was that a little bit better? They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. Maybe she was the inspiration for Carrie. Maybe. It's like Stephen King went to school with this poor girl. <laughs> she was not given a middle name, so her full name was just I'm a hog. <laughs> she was named after one of the main female characters in an epic poem. <laughs> Wait, worse. It's an epic poem written by her uncle. By her uncle. Oh, it got worse. Yeah. It's not even like a... a po- uh, like, hmm. Yeah. But in her uncle's poem... <laughs> I'm sorry. It just keeps dawning on me how sad that sentence is. She was yeah. named after a character in an epic poem written by her uncle. Wait, Jess is going to up the ante. Oh, boy. She... <laughs> But in her uncle's poem, there are actually two female protagonists, Ima and Leia. And for whatever reason, her father, Jim Hogg, chose Ima. Based on Jim's correspondence, he seems to have been completely unaware of the unfortunate effect of his daughter's first and last name. Bullshit. (laughs) Nobody argues with Boss Hogg. However, her maternal grandfather was all too aware of the name problem, but he arrived in town too late to stop her from being christened as I'm a hog. (laughs) I'm a signature as an adult left her first name as an unreadable scrawl, and most of the time her signature, stationery, cards, and other forms of communication used I.hog. I.hog. Not I, comma, hog. <laughs> or Miss Hog, rather than her full name. You know, I, usually I don't understand why people change their names and go through that trouble. This is one case where I don't understand why she didn't go yeah. through the trouble. Yeah. But she succeeded despite that name, right? She had all those accolades. I mean, yeah, we're laughing at her 140 years later. Right. Yeah, we still talking about her. We're still going to laugh at you. She was also a patron and collector of the arts. Right. Oh, yeah. She was wealthy. That's I mean, what there I'm was that. She did, she did well. That's true. Starting in 1892 with her father's re-election campaign for governor, rumors began that Ima had a sister named Urahog or Who's a Hog. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's somehow less believable than Ima. Ima had to defend herself and her family against these rumors until her death in 1975. Her name became the, quote, source of worst baby name jokes, lists, and contests. According to the U.S. Census, other children have been given similarly unfortunate names. I'm a pig. I'm a muskrat. I'm a nut. I'm a hooker. I'm a wiener. I'm a wreck. I love that. I'm a pain, and I'm a butt. (laughs) Sadly, no one in the Hogg family thought to nickname their only girl, Sissy. There you go, Sissy Hogg. As, as a patron of the arts, Miss Hogg would have been thrilled to learn that the Quitman High School placed second at the state level in 2011 at the Texas University Interscholastic League's one-act play contest. High schools can present an 18- to 40-minute play that is scored by a panel of either three judges or one judge. This contest is apparently massively popular in Texas, and the competition is broken down into six levels. They are zone, district, by district, area, region, and state. At each level of competition, a judge awards individual acting awards, as well as selecting three productions to advance to the next level of competition, up to the regional level, where only two will advance to the state level. After the awards are announced, a judge gives an oral critique of each of the schools. The competition has a lengthy set of rules and guidelines, including a code of ethics. The contest runs a very tight ship, especially in regard to setting, starting, and striking the plays. Quote, no play shall use more than seven minutes to set and seven minutes to strike. No more than 60 seconds shall elapse between the set time and the beginning of performance. Close quote. Quitman's state-level runner-up award in 2011 was for Death of a Salesman, 
and perhaps shockingly, given the conservative nature of Texas and the strict rules for the competition, one school advanced to the regional level with a performance of Marat hyphen Sade, which no, not Sade. <laughs> Marquis de Sade. Let's see that's yeah. about. Uh, which features the life of the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> Please. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> They're all going to sing with you. <laughs> In the 1930s, Wood County welcomed a Dr. Pepper bottling plant. Come on. While the plant is no longer in operation. It's Go away. Fo- <laughs> no. Bye, Peppa. Its former site was given a marker by the Texas Historical Commission in 2009. But how exactly does a site become worthy of a historical marker in Texas? A sponsor must put in an application for the marker and include a 5-10 to page narrative on the historical and or architectural importance of the location. In order to be eligible for a market, I keep wanting to say market, it's marker. It's pronounced wind. (laughs) (laughs) In order to be eligible for a marker, the site must be at least 50 years old and be in good repair. Proof of ownership or the permission of the owner must also be supplied with the application. The sponsor must pay $100 for the application, and reapplications will no longer be eligible for free waivers. Fee waivers. Mm. It's <laughs> you just want to add wind. R's to stuff. I, I yeah. really Market. do. What's going on? <laughs> While the Texas Historical Commission decides which sites get markers, it seems like anyone with 100 bucks and a 50-plus-year-old site can apply and reapply and reapply. As of 2007, there were over 13,000 historical markers in Texas. The motto for the Texas Historical Commission is, quote, real places telling real stories, end quote. Its logo is fantastic. It's just Carrie in a bath of blood. No, its logo is fantastic. It is a large red exclamation point with the state of Texas as the dot and the punctuation mark. Ah, that is good. If that's what the process was, I'd submit for something to be historical. Yeah. How old is your house? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do my house. That's boring. No, but it, I mean, you have a bunch cool of people to be on standing outside of it <laughs> randomly <laughs> reading. <laughs> you could submit George. He's in good repair. I'm almost 50. Almost. Yeah. You can usually find him on his porch. Yeah. This would there work. you go. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You see his head as the, the dot in the exclamation point. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Have fun in Quitman. Pull your money and apply for a historical marker for the site where Jim Hogg made a tragic mistake in naming his daughter. Then send a congrats card to the high school ballsy enough or foolish enough to put teenagers in a play about the Marquis de Sade. Sade. More work for the village by Doris Newman. Thursday morning and I've made my traditional first of school trip to the Mineola Primary School to see the smiling teachers and crying mommies and daddies. I'm not making fun. I was there once, too. My shoes are now situated in front of my tiny space heater to dry out from this morning's trek in the downpour. I've heard lots of people talk about not remembering in August this rainy. I do remember another rainy first day of school when I saw Mineola Superintendent Kim Tunnel walking a little tyke in in under an umbrella. That was the picture that got away that year. Oh, that was the picture that got away that year. That makes more sense. This year, as I was walking out of the end of the building, I saw Mom toting something. It took a couple of seconds to take in what she was carrying. It was swathed in black, and at first appeared to be a car seat and something else. Then I realized she had a little, but not all that little, girl in a black jet... What in the hell? Let me start. (laughs) This lady writes in a... My my brain can't consume it. We skipped over the crying parents, which I (laughs) assumed I knew what it was, but was what was patiently awaiting explanation and now it's not coming well, it's the marquis de sade elementary school right well I, so the parents okay. uh, well then i realized she had a little girl in a black jacket grasped under her arms and was toting her across the driveway in a motherly effort to keep her feet from getting wet it was such a small thing but the mom carrying her daughter over the water made an impression on me she was thinking of her child's welfare trying to keep her new looking little pink sneakers out of the water and preventing her from enduring her first day of school with cold, soggy feet. It probably wasn't all that easy. She wasn't a large woman, the mother, and the daughter wasn't a tiny child. So this article is literally just she went to a school on the first day of school just to write an observational piece. Yeah. So she was just like standing in the corner in the rain. 
Sounds like it. Taking notes. That's a that's a Stephen King story right there. <laughs> that's what that is. On this first day of school in the Mineola School District, where they're starting a little earlier than some other schools because they're a district of innovation. <laughs> me, she, there is like no punctuation. <laughs> this is horrible. Wait, um, are you are you telling me that <laughs> me was not a part of it's the not, article? This oh. is just God. These sentences. It's three and a half lines of text. Don't worry. I'm, soon, I'm sure the point is just around the corner, Neil. <laughs> On the first day of school in the Mineola School District, where they're starting a little earlier than some other schools because they're a district of innovation, I know there are parents who will be investing much more in the development of a future human being to become a contributing member of society. End of sentence. It's too long. <laughs> I want to tell them, take the job seriously. It will be one of the most important, if not the most important jobs you ever undertake. And yes, I do believe it takes a village to raise a child. That is why I stalked them on the first day of school. I added the last line. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to say, now it is creepy. <laughs> it already was. Savor these moments. <laughs> Soon they will pass. <laughs> Just drenched in rain. We cut to the equipment town hall. A town meeting is in session. A parent comes in with their child. Okay. All right, everybody. Um, thank you, everybody, for showing up here to this meeting that I called here and equipment here. Um, as you all know, it takes a village to raise a child. And um, here I got my little Timmy here. Uh, pride and joy of mine for four years. Yeah. And I'm ready. Good looking kid. Uh, no, I'm ready for a break. Okay, so um, I just wanted to see uh, who wanted to take Timmy for a little bit. What? And take, 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 him, take him where? To your house to raise him for a little bit. It takes a village to raise a child. I mean, you know, I, we've always said that here in Quickman. I mean, I, I, I could I'd run him over to McDonald's and bring him back to you. That's, I, I could do that. Well, that's a start. That's a start. Uh, but, 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 but who wants to take Timmy after McDonald's? Timmy's a really bright kid. Timmy almost already knows some of the ABCs. Timmy, go ahead. Tell him what you know about them ABCs. There are 47 ABCs. That's adorable. <laughs> He's a scamp. Okay, so we got a good 20 minutes filled here with a McDonald's trip. Uh, thank you so much, Carl, for oh, yeah, doing that. Yeah. Okay, so who wants to take Timmy after that? <clears throat> Maybe for a couple weeks <clears throat> or something like that. You know, something a little bit longer because, like I said, I've done four years. Well, I, I've, originally, this seemed like a kind of a, a crazy idea, but harvest season's coming. How's, how's Timmy out on the farm? He's a quick learner. You heard what he said about the ABCs. I mean, he, he's probably inventing letters. He's a, he's a resourceful little lad. I, I like goats. Uh, uh, can, I, can I go pet a goat? How do you feel about corn? Like picking corn and putting it in a wagon. Um, sure, yeah, I, I can pick corn and, and ride in the wagon, sit in the wagon, pull the wagon. That's pull a good attitude right there. Okay. Yeah, so, so you know, and it probably is going to take a little while to get into the swing of things. So you, what, what do you say, like uh, four years? You want to take him out oh, four Oh, I'm just going to need him uh, 6 o'clock in the morning till about 5.30 evening for the next couple of months. Oh, come on, that's not even a full day. People, people, I'm not the one that says it. The whole town says it. It takes a village to raise a child. I've done four years here, okay? He's talking. He's polite. I, I, I think I've done like a lion's share of work here in four years. I've, I've done a very generous four years taking care of my child. I think it's time for somebody to step up. Oh, guys, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm so sorry I'm late. Uh, you know you know me, village idiot, never on time. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so what, what's this? You want, you want me to take your kid? I can take your kid. Yeah, uh, I think that's what he's asking. I think it'd be a great yeah, idea. I mean, sounds, sounds good to me. Uh, what, what are we, we going to do with him? I can teach him, teach him how to eat a lollipop. <laughs> I, That's I, an important skill. I think Timmy's figured that out. Oh, I can teach him how to change his diapers. He, out of, he's out of diapers. He's I can trained. teach him how to walk. <laughs> he, know, he knows how to walk. You're not. What are you bringing to the table, idiot? Look, it takes a village to raise a child, but you got to bring something new to the table. Wait, no, no, don't undersell his talents. Can you teach him how to sit on the wall out there outside the courthouse like you do? That's, that's what I do. That's what you do. You sit on the wall. He can sit on the wall with me. Look, uh, okay, look, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, okay? Yes, it does take the village to raise a child. And no, we always said it takes a village idiot. And the, and the, no, it takes no, a village idiot no, to raise a child. No, I do not remember that specific word being in there. I'm afraid of undoing the work that I have done for these past four years. Uh, 
your son thinks there's 47 ABCs. <laughs> let's not let's old. not put on airs, okay? It's, <sighs> he sounds fun, Dad. <laughs> Nobody else wants to step up. Hey, I'm doing McDonald's. Will you bring me a Happy Meal? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, with the cookies. We don't even know his name. We just call him Idiot. No, that is his name. That's, a, that's sort of how that works. My out. dad named me Idiot. I'm an idiot. This is how you get a village idiot. You just give him one, and then you let him sit on the wall until he falls down. <laughs> just like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> you guys are going to put me back together again. Alba business owner to open drive-through beer barn by Tommy Anderson. Wood County's first drive-through beer barn will be coming to Alba soon because of action by the Alba City Council last Monday. Good for them. The City Council, they, they weren't against it. They were for it. Come on. Beer barn. <laughs> <laughs> I live in beer barn. <laughs> <laughs> I was the village smart person before Beer Barn. <laughs> <laughs> Connie Miz, owner of Connie's Place in Alba, appeared before the council to request revision and or deletions to the city alcohol ordinance. She was also requesting return of property from an abandoned alley on Lund Street behind her business so she could operate a drive through Beer Barn adjacent to it. Connie's place will not sell alcohol for on-premises consumption. Okay. Whew. I was going to say, <laughs> what? Connie, we got to rethink your business Come to plan. the beer barn. We do not have beer. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what her region is, but I love the idea. It's just kind of like, you know, I want to serve beer, but I don't want those lowlifes hanging around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take it somewhere else. Yeah, go, go on. Go on. There are other property owners who will be affected in the disbursement of the abandoned alley and the council tabled action on that portion of the request until other property owners can be contacted. But gave approval to Mrs. request to the extent that she can go ahead with the beer barn operation. Anybody got an idea what a beer barn is? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a brew through. Okay. Wait, like, like the what? shape of a barn? Apparently. It could be. It sounds like it's a pre-existing building. It, it sounds like it's just an alley. <laughs> she opens the window to Connie's place. <laughs> Here's beer. We cut to heroin alley. <laughs> I got a great idea, and I got a great idea. <laughs> Which do you want to hear first? <laughs> but no, I'm assuming it's a, it's one of those spots where you just, it's like one of those drive through convenience stores yep. Yep. where you just go through and you grab your six-pack, and then you're on your merry. Have you ever been to one of those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's it like? It's a convenience store that you drive through. Right, but do, I'm On imagining purpose. like beer coolers that you just you open yeah, your so, window and you pull so out a beer. Of, yeah, think of it more like a garage, all okay. right? So you pull into a garage, except it's got openings on both ends. So you pull into the garage, and there's a counter right there, just like if you were in a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And there are beer coolers there. There are like all the snacks that you would see, like candies. You just drive through and so, pick them up, what you want? No, you just tell them the what you want, and they'll give it to you. Oh, they'd the run bar. and get it. Okay. Yeah. Imagine like aisles in a store. Well, you did, but you just drive through and pick up the things you want, and then you get to the counter at the end and pay for it. So, that's not what it is. I've always thought that's store. what those were. <laughs> it would be massive. Right. A barn. <laughs> and what if you have the wrong height car for the top shelf? Well, that's, you know, or, the, or the bottom shelf. Well, you got to pick what's close to you. What if you got a wobbly tire on your car? <laughs> <laughs> crashing into coolers. You drive into a building and just tell them what they want, and they run around and get it for you? So you don't have to get out of your car? I think 95% of the time you know what six-pack of beer that you want and what pack of cigarettes you want. But that is what quicker. those places are. Is it supposed to be quick? Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting out of your car. No, but they got to run around and... I don't they know. don't have to run far. It's literally like the size you know of a that, garage. Did you know that when you go to a fast food drive through that the people are running around making the food in there? <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but, it's, but it's weird because you drive into a building. I could understand it more if it was just a drive through window. But you're driving into the... Imagine driving into the McDonald's and saying, hey, you're not I want to driving into. You're, Aren't like, you? Are you driving into the building? Well, <laughs> it's a garage. Yeah. With so two are doors. you driving into the garage? Like, yes. they're not having to go around your car to get the items that you're looking for. They're not? It's not like. It's not like, a, it's not like you took a convenience store <laughs> gas station and just hollowed out the center so a truck could go through. <laughs> okay, good, because that's what's in my brain. No. <laughs> you need to think more like a garage at your house. 
A one-car right. garage. But, but there's more than one kind of beer that they serve, right? So they don't yes. have much coolers. Think of all quick change. Together. Think of the quick change oil and lube places. Yes. Right. It's that, but you pull in and they don't say, hey, do you want an oil change? They say, hey, do you want a six-pack of Schlitz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you pull into the Jiffy Lube place and they're running around. But why do, changing your oil? Why not just have a drive-through window if it's if that's all it is? It's not as much fun. It's, you it's, could, but, okay. but, but you how, also many, can't, how many cars can fit in there? You also can't see the merchandise, right? And you might have to like open a car door to put the stuff inside and whatnot there instead of just through the window. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, to be like ice, like there, yeah, yeah. bags yeah, of ice, like, yeah. And the one they had in, in my hometown, the first time I ever saw one, also was the best place to get kegs, particularly if you were under 21. So they load it into your car. Yeah, they put okay. the keg right in your trunk. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Then you've not touched it, so you haven't technically I broken haven't the broken law. Any laws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that really the law? No. No. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know. It's, the it's trunk's sound- locked. I mean, I can't get to it. <laughs> it sounded legit to me. It's like, come on, there's alcohol in my house. Does that, does that make it wrong? I didn't touch it. You know, hey. Again, how many cars fit in there? Just one? <laughs> two? <laughs> why is one that two? one at a time? How many I'm trying fit- to figure out why it's a popular thing. How many fit in a drive-thru? Yeah, how many you, cars you fit in a window? Lot. They go around the building. So they That's can the do thing. the same thing. You don't have to drive into a building. The no, but they're two cars. They can do the same. You can yes. still make a line. Yes. Even if all the cars are not in the building at ever, the same okay, time. George, you, seem you ever been inside of a convenience store? Just a regular convenience store. Has ever been somebody buying something right in front of you? In a car? <laughs> Why are like, we having to explain what a line is? Well, because a line of people are you Because are, he's just an attorney. How Come many on. people how many people long is a car? Like ten people? <laughs> what? So you can literally fit ten times the number of people in a convenience store as you can fit cars. Okay, now you're just making an argument for public transportation. Oh, so a bus beer barn. But where, where you get on the bus and it brings everybody to get their kegs. So here's the deal. If you're babysitting a lot of drunk people that want more beer, you mm. don't want to take them in a store. Yeah. But you, you want them to drive in? No. Oh, if you are babysitting a bunch of drunk people. You are oh, Not yeah. the guy running the store. And then you, in a have car. To, you have to figure out how to get to the store and back to get them snacks, That's the ice, business and model? Beer. That's no, the, no, no. You're asking why. Market. I'm trying to give you a, a plausible yeah. why that this would be better. <laughs> no drunk car. people go... No, that never worked. You've never heard of drunk people before, George. I've, I've been a DD. So, yeah, yeah, but for this is like... This is in the, in the years, the times before Brewthrews. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is back, back when you just had to like walk inside to places to buy this, I was saying, this items. is back when you gave this sketchy dude outside of the convenience store 20 bucks for a $10 12-pack. You mentioned babysitting drunk people. It reminded me of like the drop-ins, like when you take your kid to a place for like yeah. an hour or two oh, to go man. on a date. Yeah. Like what if you had those when you were babysitting drunk people? <laughs> that would be <laughs> so. You know what? That's a new business model. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Better than this brew through bullshit. Because <laughs> think how many drunk people you could fit in the size of this garage that has coolers. He just is anti brew through, and not for the reasons you'd think he would be. Like this I is, just think it's a terrible business idea. That offends me. This is just which part? It's horribly inefficient. <laughs> and at some point, if not today, then tomorrow, you're going to go through a fast I'm food drive through. No, so, I'm going to go through. So the question is, how many brew throughs have you done bankruptcies for? None. See? Yeah. Oh. It's good business. Uh, well, how many Berthus are in the in this area? Uh, none Havlock. here, but they used to have them out it's in one the Havelock, right? There is there? one in Havelock. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there is? Mm-hmm. And, and um, they had a bunch in the Outer Banks. Yep. I haven't seen one in Emerald Isle yet, which is kind of amazing. I mean, I've, I've mostly just seen them in Myrtle Beach. But it's convenient? Takes less time? Yes. You know, I'm always. You don't even have to get out of your car. The amount of time it takes to park your car, George. You ever, you ever parked your car in a parking lot and then opened the door and got out and walked through the parking lot into a door and then up and down three aisles inside of a store and then went to the counter and paid for something. Yes. The amount of time. But let's say I'm not the first one in the store and I come into the parking lot and I can also park and go and do it the same time so it's efficient. If I go to a brew through and they can fit one car in there, how long am I going to wait? The same amount of time. No, I wouldn't. you know what you're looking for. Like, if you need to. Is there only one kind of beer in the store? Okay, let's assume. (laughs) People typically have a preference. And if people typically think they need to browse, then one would assume by the rules of social standards. But that's that's it. So, like, you go to Chick-fil-A. You've all been behind the people that can't decide what they want. 
or that have a carload of people that all want something different, and it takes forever. That is an inherent danger in every drive through situation. But it seems like it's compounded by this brew-through bullshit. <laughs> Most people know what they're going into a convenience store for. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> You, you say the same about chicken. Okay, George. You want nuggets or a sandwich? We're going to fix this problem. You, I don't you've know. Been, okay, so you mentioned a fast food restaurant that you've been to, right? Sure. I assume when you're in line in your car, there is a menu that you're looking at. The Brew 3 7 menu? You don't need one because you can see all the products. <laughs> now imagine that instead Once of a menu. Once you get inside, <laughs> and that's going to delay the people behind you. You are inside. No, you're in no. the garage. It's not a Brew 3. It's a Brew set. You just sit there. You just wait. <laughs> you also are sitting and waiting between the menu and the getting of the food in your hand. In between there, somebody's... <laughs> Air quotes running around back there. All I'm saying, if this was a good business model, Chick-fil-A would have you drive into their store. They would have figured it out. <laughs> That's what they did during the pandemic. They put up freaking tents right? that everybody it's was driving into. There. For, you used the wrong Chick-fil-A would be off. a big old barn. <laughs> And you drive in, and there would be someone on the counter, and you'd order your food. So that's what offends him, is that you drive into the building. <laughs> yes. That is really the that basis is, it seems of like a colossal of So you waste want of there space. to just be a window on the I side of the convenience store. A, a brew drive through <laughs> That's what this is. Not, no, I mean, drive up. No, it's like a... <laughs> no, you don't know what you want. <laughs> I want to start drinking beer so I can change the model. That's the other thing. Can I drive through and get a Coke? I'll say you don't have to drink it. You just yes. have to buy yes. it. Yes, you can. you can. Does that change things for you? Bottles of Coke, bottles of Sprite. Don't you dare change your mind. <laughs> I'm going to time it. What? <laughs> the only reason this exists is if it's efficient. They have no, I don't think it's efficient. No, get it a is a, it's efficient get as long as the person knows what they want. I don't believe they have Nikots. They have Nikots. No, there's yes, not they, enough. They're not a selection in there for right, a guy to run on the Let's go to Havelock right, right now. Pack it up. We're going. Well, that ruse through. To hell with this podcast. We're going to We're gonna drive 30 minutes. I'm telling you, if it was a good business So the doors can get a box of Nikots. You'd have grocery drive throughs drive-ins. Don't it's a drive-in. Don't it's think a drive in. thinking about it. You can, you can Wait, order online and park. Haven't you seen the carts that look like cars you? that they have for the little kids? Yes. They're already doing it, man. No. you, you uh, They're priming the Harris Teeter would be one big old open shell that you drive no, no, in. That's, that's just silly. I would like a half pound of of ground beef, and I would you like... You can do that. The store would take 78 acres to do something no, like but that. George, exactly. Can, no, you can order online, and they will put it all but together for you. But that's different. That's no, not driving not. in the store. It is essentially your car. the same. What do no, you want to race efficient. through that's at the racetrack, and you drive by, and they just throw shit at you as you go in turn three? No, this is... no. Or maybe no option. You pull up, and whatever that next order, some idiot in the backpack, is yours. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> yeah. that offends George... <laughs> is the efficiency. Is the, no, is the literal ability for a car to go through a yes, portion of the... inefficient. Build. Do you get your oil change in the middle of a field? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you expect to wait. Because you know it won't be quick. Yeah, they say Jiffy Lube. It takes a while. You, but you just go, and you plan to wait. It's a business model that makes sense because you have to get your oil changed in a garage. This podcast brought to you by Slow Lube. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think it is. <laughs> Slow Lube. <laughs> it is amazing to me how offensive this is to you. It, I, I, I would understand. wonder about it and thought, God, that's so stupid. What is it? And now you're explaining to me, and it's worse than I would ever think. Here's what makes me the most mad. What makes me the most mad is you're going to see one. I'm and gonna, in two seconds, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It makes more sense if you can get it in so, the aisle. So my favorite thing is he is going to go to one now and buy something he doesn't need and may not yeah. even consume just to see how I'm it works. I'm going to see if they have knee cuts. <laughs> I bet they do, They George. will. You're going to try and throw them when you go in there. I can, I can feel it. It's like, oh, you got a uh, Tampax? What's going on? <laughs> What kind? He, he's going to yeah. live out his complaint because he's going to go in there and be so amazed like a kid that's been in a candy store for the first time. No, I'll, and do gonna, it. I'll give it a try. He's going to slow it up for everybody. You guys all, you're it. all See? endorsing the product. I'll give it a try. He's going to spend 300 bucks at yeah. a brew through on <laughs> And don't bullshit. you dare try to get something you don't get at a convenience store. It's convenience store stuff. All right. So like what, and it's, even, it's not even that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that jar of pickled eggs right there, sir. Oh, you don't have pickled eggs. <laughs> toot, toot. 
Now, wait, wait, wait let's be honest. Hop back on my penny whistle. How about a penny whistle drive through? <laughs> my is, you don't have that. Toot, toot. <laughs> let's be That's honest. That's the polite man's cough. <laughs> let's toot, toot. be brutally honest, though. The region of the country we're in, they might have pickled eggs. Right. Well, but if it, they don't, then it's not truly convenient. It is, it? it is even a smaller subset than a convenience store. So it doesn't have. You know why? They don't have room for stuff because of the cars. <laughs> Do you know why? It's in their name. They're suggesting what you should yeah. purchase by what they Brew name it. through. Yep. Beer Barn. Of course, a small town. That seems like that would be more problematic. But they had to make use of that alley. Yeah, That alley was just hanging around. We have an alley. We have a window. <laughs> we need beer. It just makes sense. <laughs> Hay samples to be collected in two weeks <laughs> by Doris Newman. <laughs> Get your hay samples ready. Hi. 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 Hey. Ooh, I like that last hey. one. Hey. <laughs> Was that the idiot? <laughs> hey, Forrest. Hey, Bubba. The day for submitting hay samples for the 51st annual Miniola Hay Show. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> will be Wednesday, August 16th. That Wednesday, is see bullshit. Today's show is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? No, no, go ahead. Drive them up to the hay barn and drop them off there on is, your way to get a beer. There cannot. You have to be drunk going to go to a hay show. 51st annual. Yeah, so they drink a lot in this town is they what I'm do. hearing. Ooh, look at that one. <laughs> Exhibitors Eek. wanting to enter this year's hay show should take samples to the Lester Cole Show Arena between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Entry to the collection site is located between the Mineola Middle School and the football field off of Loop 564. Direction signs will be posted. Exhibitors will be allowed to enter two samples free of charge. <laughs> what? Additional. Wait, what? What? Okay. Additional samples may be entered for a $10 per sample. Each exhibitor will be given two tickets to attend the Hay Show Barbecue to be held September 12th. Are, are, are what you, are they doing? Are you, what is going on? Are you bringing a farm animal and then you give them a sample of the hay? It's like, oh, they really like the... Mm. Is, this, uh, is this hay for looking or hay for testing? Hay for chewing. Hay for chewing? <laughs> <laughs> For, look, I'm trying to think practical on this. If you're getting a sample of hay, you're going to see which one your goat is more likely to eat. Keep I mean, going, maybe. The hay show barbecue is going to be held September 12th at the Mineola Civic Center. Are they barbecuing the hay? I don't know. Additional pickets may, tickets may be purchased for $10 each. The hay show will begin at 6 p.m. with a barbecue dinner. No. An entertainer and the hay auction. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? One years. I don't what know, is happening? Everyone is blitzed out of their minds from going through the beer barn. <laughs> you want to guess who this year's entertainer will be? I got nothing good to say. Haywood Brooks. Ah. Uh, would you blow me? Butchie Spacek. <laughs> who? Butchie Spacek. Not since he was Butchie. <laughs> uh, it will be David Farrell from North Carolina. I don't know David Farrell from North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I know David. Do you? Yeah, he lives in Newburn. <laughs> what does he what does he sing? Does he dance? He sings, hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The forage line. Ironically, these people have never heard of that song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it should be their anthem. It really should. And they have no idea. Wait, did you say the forage line? The forage lab. <laughs> the forage lab. Not much better. It's a wild hay. What? So you, you it can't go forage hay. for it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the forage lab at Texas A&M University will test this year's samples. It is always very important to know the feeding value of hay so you can know what supplementation, if any, is needed. The hay show is an excellent opportunity for those that feed hay to determine that feeding value. If you have purchased hay, that information needs to be determined so you can utilize it to the best advantage for your livestock. <laughs> so, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> But, but if they would just streamline this option and make right. a drive-through, it would make all the sense of the world. You just drive in, you got your cows in the back, you start munching on the hay. 
No, but but wouldn't you <laughs> one cow you, at a time? But but is it? Wouldn't you think hay is just hay? <coughs> one would think, or so I would think. So different hay is different. Feet so this then. is not a hay show. It's a hay auction. What's well, a hay show and auction? It's like you put your best hay but on. You display. don't go see it. You put I think it on the display. farmers do because yeah. they want to buy the hay for their animals. And they get so the hay sales. So it, sound, it sounds like the old um, tobacco warehouses. Yes, yeah. like the but tobacco in, a, in some way to try and make it an event. And hay is only used for feeding animals, right? Is there anything else to use it for? Uh, scarecrows. But is there anything else to use it for? It's <laughs> <laughs> mean, a given. But, <laughs> is there anything else? <laughs> What's the scare value on that hay, sir? Ooh, oh, oh, yeah, oh, give me some of that. Oh, that's that's good. That's good ah! right there. It's terrifying. <laughs> no, no, that's eating hay. <laughs> Who are you sitting down here next to me on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow found sleeping in the brew through. Bullshit! <laughs> I would end the episode right now. Yeah. Just end it. Quitman Color Guard Captain headed to Big Apple. No author listed. A Quitman High School student has been given the rare opportunity to perform in the annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. Quitman High School senior and three-year color guard captain Shelley Bettis has been chosen to perform in the 2017 Macy's Great American Marching Band for the nationally televised event. Bettis is the only high school student selected from Texas to perform with the color guard. She will represent Quitman, Wood County, and Texas. Macy's Marching Band has roughly 185 musicians with 30 color guard and dancers from all over the United States. Bettis applied to be in the parade at the beginning of the year. The selection process included a written application and a video audition. She was pleasantly surprised several weeks later when the notice came in the mail that she had been chosen. I was so shocked. I had no words. All I could do was cry, Bettis laughed. I was so happy and excited. The overall cost for the trip is about $5,000, which includes airfare, uniforms, meals, and transportation. Bettis will stay with the other band members from across the nation in New Jersey, uh, in a hotel 15 minutes from New York City. So they cherry-pick the individual color guard and band members? Like, it's not all one band or one color guard? Apparently not for the main thing. Interesting. I just always assumed that it was... There are certain bands that will go as their whole band yeah. and be in the parade. But this must be a some sort of mishmash of different, maybe from smaller schools or something. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Just I don't know. As an amateur performer, yeah. I just think about that. I'm just like, you know, so part of being a performer in, in, a, in a troupe like that is how you work and, and your jive with the other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that they put them up in a hotel in New Jersey. <laughs> Twirling has been a passion of Bettis's since she was a little girl. My godmother and cousin were in the color guard at Quitman High School. They taught me how to twirl, but most importantly, the love for twirling. While the other little girls were dressed in their cheerleading outfits and chanted along with the cheerleaders, I was with the band in my cheer outfit watching my idols, the color guard. I would twirl my mom's broom with a softball bat. Nope, that's not what it says. I would twirl my mom's broom and my softball bat. Twirling is my passion. Bettis has been a member of the color guard squad at Quitman High School for four years and served as captain of the squad for three consecutive years as well as a trumpet player for the Proud Blue Marching Band for four years. That is all one long run-on sentence. Uh, upon graduation, Bettis hopes to attend the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, where she plans to audition for the school's color guard, as well as earn a bachelor's degree in elementary education with a minor in music. I'm going to say it. We're all thinking it. Twirling is one of those things that you just can't make a career out of, right? This kid's really good. Is getting chosen to go to New York. Is going to do it in college. I'm glad to hear they're getting like a teaching degree. But can you imagine if I, like I'm going to major in twirling, or I'm going to major, I'm going to be a scholarship twirler at a at a major college? What do you do with that? You know, you want to encourage your kids. Did um, I miss that? Was there an actual opportunity to major in twirling? Well, no, but you but you did miss that. You get a scholarship in you it. You get scholarships. So, like when you well, but that's but that's the same as a football scholarship. I'm assuming is that your scholarship is you know hey you're going to play football, but you know you're also we're paying for you to take the classes. It's a it's a means to an end. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, But when you're a scholarship athlete, you spend all your time doing that, right? Either practicing or traveling or going you, to yeah, a big old and, chunk at the very least. Yeah, yeah. 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 And as a but, twirler, it's probably a very small percentage of your 
uh, tuition is yeah. actually covered. Yeah, because right, they're not right. getting as much money from yeah. the twirling as they But hey, football. somebody's got to teach that stuff. To other Doesn't just come from nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You can't learn to twirl in a vacuum. Come on. No, you got to have gravity. And definitely not in a bubble. You keep <laughs> hitting right. the top. <laughs> we cut to the teacher's lounge. They're drawing straws. All right, guys, it's that time. Gather in here. Somebody's oh, got to teach the twirling. Oh, come on. No, guys, look. I look. did it last year, and we all know how that ended. No, yeah. no, no. Nobody is exempt. We draw straws. It's the only fair way. Look, nobody's educated in this, okay? You can't major in doing twirling, but someone's got to do it because we put the scholarships out there. We had a twirler in our platoon <laughs> in Danang. Oh, God. Well, okay, well, did you learn together. anything from him? Do you know much about twirling there, Jacob? So much Jacobs? happened in Da Nang. I God. know. It's it was busy. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Johnson. Go ahead and tell us about Da Nang. No, 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 no. I don't, don't want to talk about it. Just oh, Do you remember any twirling from there? Don't tell us about any of the, the depressing war stuff. Well, what happened to the twirler, though? Like, oh, he got blown up. Oh, see, there you go. Damn yeah. it. Did he tell you anything before he died? <laughs> Not really, but he spun like hell when the bomb Okay, vomited. well, you know what? Still, you were there. You were with them. By osmosis, maybe you got something. You know what, though, Johnson? It doesn't take you out Johnson of Johnson always brings up Da Nang when there's something to do. Like, we were like, who's going to clean out the fridge? And he said, we had to clean out the fridge in Da Nang. And what happened to the fridge guy? Hey, I blown up. See, it always happens that <laughs> Look, way. I don't like want to a- hear <laughs> any more about Da Nang, okay? Someone's got to twirl. We cut to Da Nang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, I know the chips are down right now. I'm, I'm just saying, okay, it's going to sound funny. Just put your arms out, spin around. It Wait, feels great. Spin around? Yeah, just put your arms out, spin around. It'll lift your mood, I promise you. You always know just how to cheer us up. Like, Johnson is always so sad. Yeah. And then he sees you come in with your twirling, and it just lifts all of our spirits. No, really, it, it is nice. If you, Simpson, if you go twirl over there in that open space, this just feels so good. Is that a landmine? <laughs> we cut back to the teacher's lounge. Yeah, that's you, how it went down. You, I told you not to tell that story. Look, someone's got to twirl. I don't care if twirling has you emotionally scarred. Everything's got you emotionally scarred. Okay, Johnson. So look. Not it. No, that, no, it's straws. I've got my finger on my nose. No, none of this Wait, is the process. Are you drawing straws? We're all going to draw straws. I remember we did that in Normandy. Cut no, to Normandy. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, I know the chips are down right now. Somebody's got to get on that boat. It's drawing straws. And drawing that's how straws. it went down. <laughs> Back to present. Ugh, God, that was, that, was, that was dicey for a how second there, Johnson. How many wars were you in, Johnson? Uh, I can't even remember. It's been a lot. So you should be teaching history, though, right? Uh, I just know bits and pieces. I feel like you're wasted on home ec. Guys, the twirling class is supposed to start in 10 minutes. We have got to figure out who is doing it this year. I, I think we shift our thoughts on this. Let's just tell them that twirling will never lead to a career. What? And see if they'll take the home ec class. Johnson, you can teach them how to bake a cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been doing that since, uh, oh, God, Gettysburg. <laughs> what happened to the bake cake maker in Gettysburg? Oh, Oh, we cut to the base camp in Gettysburg where something terrible involving baking is apparently about to happen. <laughs> so just keep adding more baking powder? Just more? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, that's not wait, baking powder. It's gum powder. Back to the teacher's lounge. And that's how it went down. How old are you, Johnson? I can't remember. A couple of head wounds. I'll Again. teach twirling. You'll Ugh. teach twirling? What? I'll teach twirling. Okay, but you can't spend the whole time telling war stories. You have to twirl, Johnson. And you still, it's not getting you out of cleaning the fridge, Johnson. None of us remember the last time Johnson taught twirling. We cut, cut to Vietnam. <laughs> we cut to Vietnam the last time he taught twirling. Wait, wait. So we just take the, our guns and just flip them around, Johnson? What do we? Yep, just keep your finger out of the trigger guard. Oh, how? which one's the trigger? <laughs> My head. And that's how it went down. <laughs> okay, guys, I, 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 I'm going to go against my previous rule here. I, I think we should exempt Johnson from teaching twirling. No, I got, I got it, boss. I got it. No, 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 no. no you just told us the last time mm. you taught twirling that several people died of headshots. <laughs> That is, that is true. I was hoping we weren't using real guns this time. Okay, well, as you know, the ROTC room is right next to the twirling classroom. I just foresee bad things. Wait, you guys aren't really buying all this from Johnson, right? What? I'm the only one that realizes this is total crap. What? Johnson. What? what are you talking about? I remember about? the last time somebody said that to me. Got to Mars. Wait, don't open that door. <laughs> are you making fun of me? <laughs> Start the reactor, Johnson. 
start the reactor. Oh, my head. <laughs> That's how it went down. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do appreciate the fact that we all, we all recognize the moment of like, nope, that one's too soon. It's like Normandy. It's like, nope, nope, that war was too soon. <laughs> it's just more fun that they're just doing bullshitty things and getting blown up. Bacon yeah, yeah, cakes yeah, yeah, yeah. at Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. There you go. I, I think somehow we missed that in Normandy. We didn't bring the absurdity to Normandy. We just went to Normandy. <laughs> yeah, we didn't bring an absurd element <laughs> to Normandy. Somebody's got to get on that boat. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was, that's, that, Okay, that's what it was. That <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Johnson, you want me to get over on the wall? You want me on that wall? Yeah, yeah. Climb you need the wall. me on that wall. I need you on the wall. <laughs> Good. Get on the wall, kid. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Craig, start us out. I don't, I don't, I can't remember the last time you started us out. And I know George can't because he has some weird thing about saying his name. Yep. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Wood County Democrat of Wind. Wind, wind, yes, sorry. The Wind County Democrat of Quitman, Texas. And stories written by Doris Newman, Tommy Anderson, Larry Tucker, and an unnamed author. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Near Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Wait, what I do? No, it's Near Oliver and, and, far, and far Oliver. And far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not correcting it. No. <laughs> Nor should you. Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by Craig Ramey. This episode was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was recorded in the historic Newburn Civic Theater in downtown Newburn, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Facebook Podcasts, and your grandmother's gramophone. Like what you hear? Leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember, that's that's how how it went went down. down. (laughs) (laughs) They're all going to flash back with you. (laughs) I'm a real boy. I like to watch parents cry in the rain because it seems like they're crying more. (laughs) (laughs) The the rain mixes with their tears. I'm only happy when it rains. (sighs) And all of it will be lost like parents' tears in the rain.